You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast during our feature week looking at the energy market. Now, it's been a tumultuous couple of, well, I'd say last year actually in terms of the markets. And we've touched on some of that during the content you've seen already this week on Future Net Zero. But one of the things we haven't really explored too much about is the energy bill relief scheme and also what we can do right now in the short term try and navigate this. Now you may have seen there's been a few changes on that this week so we'll explore that but also what do you do when the markets are so volatile? How do you navigate it knowing that you know we've got to make some tough decisions for many of us you know it depends whether you're a public sector or a private sector I don't think it really matters all organizations are feeling this energy pinch so what can we do about it? Well, that is what I'm going to discuss today with Anton Roberts, who's the Director of Commercial and Transformation at Total Energies. Anton, hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Anton, how long have you been in the energy sector, if you don't mind me asking? That's a very personal question. Um, I've probably been a bit, a bit more than I'd like to admit, so I've, pretty, I've been working around the energy industry for about for about 20 years. Have you ever seen anything like it? Absolutely not. I mean, the word unprecedented is used on uh, far too many occasions, but I think you know we are, we are genuinely living through uh, unprecedented times at the moment. You know, people talk about 2008 and what happened. There was you know big big issues, not just in the financial markets, but the energy markets before that as well. But I don't think this one is anywhere near as either, you know, people said it was a, a rough, volatile couple of months, but this has been a rough, volatile year since the sort of the supplier collapses happened with the rise in, in wholesale prices last autumn, hasn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the volatility and levels of wholesale markets that we've seen over the last, you know, last 12 months, I think, uh, yeah, pale. But everything else that we've seen in the past pales into insignificance, really, compared to, you know, where, where we find ourselves today. What do you do about it? What's the reaction been in the industry from a supplier like yourselves? Well, I think from a supplier perspective, I mean, there's probably two challenges. I mean, one is, you know, trying to work out how we navigate those markets. Yeah. You know, how, how we manage that, you know, what products we can sell. Um, and at the same time, you know, how do we also help our customers you know, navigate, which is you know, clearly extraordinary, unprecedented times. And it's, you know, ultimately challenging for, for all of us that, that participate in the energy market at the moment. Let's talk about some of the help. So what's your feeling about the uh, relief scheme that the government, well, it announced and then it all got swallowed up by the tax cuts, which led to this chaos. <laughs> if we go back <laughs> to that moment, uh, I mean, it seems like a lifetime ago, the day before the Queen died, or I think the morning of when the Queen died, I don't know. But, it, you know, you looked at it and it was, here we go, we're facing a limbo while Boris was, sort of finally abdicating and then it seemed like the markets had got an answer what was your what was your thinking when you first heard about the scheme yeah i mean i suppose when we when we first got the phone call from government to say you know can you join a meeting and uh we want, we want to talk to you about something you know we, we, again first, first thing was speculating that was, there was going to be some kind of support and some kind of help yeah which is you know i think from our perspective hugely welcome hugely positive because you know it was clear to us and has been clear for some time that you know, actually what's going on today isn't sustainable. And ultimately, there's, you know, we're facing a cliff edge with prices at the levels that they are, which means that number of businesses 
and, and obviously all of us at home as well, you know, really going to struggle with paying energy bills without some yeah. kind of support. So, you know, hugely positive that the government's come forward and, and done something to help. How is the scheme working? Explain to our listeners how it'll all work out. So, so I think there's, there's one just caveat to, to put on that is, uh, you know, we're still working through the scheme with with Bayes and, you know, until it's gone through legislation and parliament, it's not it's not fact. And, you know, you're seeing that this week with uh, some changes being made to the scheme. Yes, yeah, um, so we'll, we'll take that as uh, with a proviso with, in, in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, how, how's it working? So, you know, at a very, very high level, the government have set, you know, a what, they, what they're calling a sort of, you know, affordable or supported level of, of wholesale cost. And the idea being that, you know, those levels of cost and no one should pay more than that for their for their gas and electricity this winter you know how that absolutely gets executed is very much dependent on what type of product you're on but you know ultimately all business customers should feel that you know if they sign a fixed contract after the first of december or they're on a flexible contract then you know they're effectively the, the effective rate they pay for wholesale gas or electricity uh, will be capped this winter i've heard the rumors that it's six months i don't know if you know any more that doesn't seem that long. No, agreed. And, you know, again, I, I don't know anymore. Um, if I was to speculate, you know, I'd imagine that you know, this scheme will run for six months and then probably get a package of more targeted support that perhaps lasts after the winter. I mean, the challenge that the, you know, the industry and the government has faced, you know, is getting something in, in place quickly to get support to businesses as quick as possible, because ultimately, you know, people need the support, you know, today. Who, who's it applied to? So it, it's not just, it's charities as well as businesses, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's absolutely everything. So <clears throat> there, are, there are a few edge cases and, and, a, and a few minor exceptions, but you know, 99% of businesses, charities, you know, any anybody that has a non-domestic supply effectively qualifies for the scheme. I've got the figures here and it says that they're going to cap it at sort of £211 per megawatt hour for electricity and 75 for gas. I don't know what the current costs are now, but they're a lot bigger than that, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, if we if we use electricity as the example and, you know, the numbers are comparable, you know, the wholesale market over the last couple of months is, you know, for, for power this winter has been trading anywhere from sort of six hundred pounds to, you know, close to a thousand pounds at times. So, you know, it is it is clearly a significant discount on the on the wholesale cost of energy for this winter if you're if you're looking to contract or, or purchase today. They've took, they've done a little adjustment on this week, haven't they? On on what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. So I think yeah, originally the scheme for you know for fixed customers was yeah, if it could be anybody who entered into a fixed contract uh, after the first of, of April, because you know a lot of the price yeah. rises occurred after that point, after the you know after the Ukraine war. I think the change this week is to reflect the fact that actually it's actually this time last year that energy prices started to to, to increase, yeah. and actually you know there are customers that are signed contracts in October, well in December onwards last year that are also paying high prices. So you know I think it's positive that they've extended the scheme to make sure that everybody who needs the support can can get it. And it goes back to I think December twenty one now, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So where are we with all this? Because that's great. I'm assuming that a bit like the domestic scheme is it applied directly by you as as the supplier is that how it works absolutely i mean that's the the challenge that uh, all of the suppliers across the industry are uh, wrestling with at the moment is you know implementing a, a scheme that started 13 days ago that currently isn't confirmed but 
in yeah. theory, the, the, the ambition is that it will get delivered through suppliers. Customers don't need to do anything. They'll get a discount on their you know, November bill. Yeah, the energy that they consumed in October, and the government will set out what those discounts are, and you know suppliers will will, will simply apply those to the bill. So, yeah, from a customer's perspective, absolutely need to do nothing, and that, that discount will be automatically applied by the supplier. Now, obviously, look, they've got to work out how you guys get paid for the shortfall because you'll be working on the markets and all that. But let's park that from for now because. Dare I say, there'll be a lot of consumers who say that's your problem. <laughs> the businesses, they, they want to get on with, you know, surviving. And let's be honest, it's very tough. So if the scheme helps for now, what advice do you give? Because it, it's that classic thing, isn't it? Like when it's sunny, you don't think about the winter coming and getting your wellies and stuff. You don't, you're not that bothered. I've heard some people saying it can produce a sort of not a false sense of security, but it can make people suddenly think things that, you know, they don't plan for what might happen because they're thinking, okay, that's fine. It's, it's all right for now. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a hugely important point. And the advice from, from us to our, to our customers would be, you know, we all have to behave normally. We have to sort of behave like the scheme doesn't exist and be taking actions that we'd be taking regardless because, you know, we don't know how long support's going to be going to yeah. be in place for. And, you know, ultimately the biggest way that you know, any of us can you know reduce our energy bills at the moment is by obviously is obviously using less. So you know, for us and our customers, turning our thoughts to actually what is it that we do to reduce energy, both to you know reduce bills, but also you know to support the carbon net, net zero agenda. What are you doing yourselves as an organisation? Because you're a business like the rest of us, so you'll be affected. You've got offices, you've got infrastructure, you've got energy bills to pay as an organisation yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, internally, we have a a carbon net zero project and a carbon net zero work work stream. Yeah, you know, that looks at two things. It looks at things that we can you know offer to support our customers, but it also looks at you know our energy uses internally, how we can save money, um, and also things like you know how we can you know potentially roll out or increase the usage of, of electric vehicles and those type of things. So we we look at it you know internally as, as as much as we would you know recommend to our customers to to do so for us probably our, our office and our and our work environment is probably a lot simpler than lots of our customers because ultimately yeah. you know mm. we've just got an, an office it's about you know energy efficient lighting making sure that the uh, air conditioning's controlled in the right way and the heating's controlled in the right way rather than using energy to produce something and uh, having a slightly more complex uh, estate i've been uh, i've i've got a, a little one who's about to start primary schools so i've been going around primary schools this week and every time I've, I've met the head teacher they're like well it's a bit tough with energy bills and it's really interesting that they, you know they're putting in certain measures so let's talk about winter prep let's take about let's take two hypothetical customers right that you'd have so a say a manufacturing business and maybe a school what about public sector what, what sort of winter prep can you help your customers with to get through this really you know, so far, Touchwood has been a very mild, but we know the weather can really change and that will have a big effect. I mean, there's, there's two things uh, that are probably worth talking about. I think there's one which is just generally, we saw National Grid talk earlier in the week or last week about demand and supply balance and, you know, the very extreme risk of sort of power cuts and those type of things. So I think businesses understanding, you know, what their situation is in that circumstance, uh, where they sit on priority lists what those type of you know actions might look like in that really extreme scenario i think is is important we you know encourage our customers to understand how the industry works anyway but actually this winter it feels feels more, more important i think the second thing in relation to what's the more immediate steps that people can take i mean i think that there's a couple of things that are worth doing one you know talk, talking to the to your energy supplier yeah you know, we do offer different different products 
uh, and different ways of fixing your your energy price or, or but, not but, as the case. Sorry, Anton, interrupt, but do you have a product that would get me through this, you know, as a business? I mean, it's there aren't many things out there, are there? No, absolutely not. And unfortunately, it's just about choice, really. You know, we see some customers looking to contract for a short period of time over the, over the winter while the relief scheme is in place and then make a new and then may potentially make a decision when we've got through winter hoping that energy prices might be lower in in, in April and we have other customers that you know want to take more of a an active role in their energy procurement and and, and create kind of price certainty by signing up for a, for a longer period of time but unfortunately ultimately from a sort of product and pricing perspective you know en- energy prices are high um, unfortunately you can't avoid it you might be able to do a little bit to mi- mitigate it or delay it yeah and then then after that it's it's very much thinking about well what else can we do in relation to energy efficiency can we consider yeah. uh, uh, things like things like solar on on-site generation that might help us reduce our energy bills for the schools for example because it's fresh in my mind it's hard isn't it because i can't turn off the radiators one bit of the school because they might need it later for kids to go and do, do a different thing. So, you know, certain businesses might be able to do things like, well, actually, we're not, you know, hybrid working all about. We won't use heating on these days. But for public sector buildings, that, that's a lot, lot trickier, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, ironically, I did the same thing on Monday. I, I took my, my daughter to, sex, <laughs> to, to secondary school and, uh, and yep. went round and, and looked at secondary schools. There, They had some modern buildings that clearly were well insulated, you know, looked relatively energy efficient. They also had some older buildings, uh, you know, and how they manage their estate. And again, there's probably no short term answer to that. They also had on the new building, they did have solar panels on the roof. So there are probably longer term things that, that customers can do to reduce their energy bills, and even, even in something like schools. Yeah, schools are a really hard example of, you know, what can I immediately do to, to, to reduce my energy bill? I, I, that's, a, that's, a really, that's a really tough one. And I, I don't think there's an easy answer out there, unfortunately. Uh, and I suppose that's why you know, the relief schemes in place over this winter, you know, schools will, will be eligible for that and will potentially benefit for yeah. it. And then potentially that allows them some breathing space to make some longer term decisions to, to be able to ultimately reduce reduce their spend. Is, is really what we're looking at here, and I, I talked to someone during this week who, who mentioned this, you might be able to use this relief as a kind of lever to get you time and a bit of money to save, to invest in something that will give you a longer term benefit such as in some sort of energy storage or generation or things like that. Is that what you think could be done? But that can only happen with a business that owns its property and owns its land. doesn't happen to a lot of SMEs, does it? No, agreed. And again, I think there's, unfortunately, there's different answers to, to different businesses. And yeah, the business market is obviously a lot more complex and a lot more variety yeah. than, the, than the domestic market. And yeah, I think if you absolutely have are able to invest, then yeah, considering battery storage, considering solar, uh, and on-site generation. I think those things are, you know, clearly with the high-price environment and it, you know, set to continue for the foreseeable future, uh, are far more attractive propositions than they than they were previously. Some some of those technologies, the business case has been marginal. It's always felt like the right thing to do because of you know the yeah. carbon net zero zero agenda. But now I think there's a really you know short-term compelling financial case to 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 look at some some of those things. You know, I think when you start to talk about SMEs and you know people don't own their premise and stuff on the high street yeah. uh, and and you know some of those types of business and lots of our customers are in those situations i think that's that's probably where it's it's going to be important that the government continues some kind of support for businesses because there are will you, be some yeah sorry to interrupt but are, are you what are you doing now are you talking to people because obviously it's not in your interest if the customer goes under right because of their energy bills Right, look, part of the moral argument, there's a financial argument, there's a business argument. So, you know, as a supplier, 
you know, I don't know what suppliers are doing. Are you, are you communicating with customers, trying to help them navigate? What What are you doing? Or is it just kind of, here's your discount on the bill, get on with it? Hey, no, I mean, we're, we're doing what we can to help. I mean, there are there are some challenges that, 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 that you know, ultimately we, we can't solve, but we are doing our best to, you know, provide advice to, to customers, point them in, in, in the direction of, uh, you know, information that can help them. Uh, you know, we communicate with them regularly about the energy markets. We communicate to them regularly about the energy bill relief scheme and what's going to be be happening. And, and you know, and we'll, you know, provide advice and support where we can in relation to, you know, energy efficiency advice and, and, and those type of things that potentially can can help them reduce their, their spend. And again, we'll talk to them as much as we can about product and, and pricing options to see if there's anything that we can do to, you know, reduce what they're yeah. paying in the in the short term. And, you know, certainly, you know, I think it's a very topical question is there are lots of businesses that are on, you know, expensive out of contract rates. And one yes. of the things that we're really keen to do is, you know, to contact those customers or those customers to contact us uh, so that they can enter into contract. And, uh, you know, ultimately we can, we can save those customers money. When's it going to end? <laughs> oh, I, I ask myself that question every morning. Um <laughs> It's, it's 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 a really good question, isn't it? Because it, it doesn't feel like there's a short-term answer to this. I mean, yeah, we, we've, we've had I did an interview with someone from Cornwall who said this could be the new normal. These high prices could be lasting the rest of the decade. Other people say it's more of a short-term thing because we'll have strategies around it. Where, where do you sit on all this? Yeah, I think I'm I'm somewhere in the middle of of all of that. And you know, my personal opinion is clearly have no view on on some of the geopolitical events. But if you think about no if Europe is not going to get you know, gas from Russia, then it will take a number of years for Europe to wean itself off off that European gas. And you know, whether prices ever return to, you know, the 60p, 60 pound that we've that we've been used to seeing over a number of years, probably not. But you could see prices return to more more normal levels, you know, in two, three years time potentially as more infrastructure comes online and, and, and more, you know, more LNG, more pipelines to other parts of the world, and, and you know, ultimately, hopefully more investment in, in renewable, renewable technologies. But I do think it's with us on a, you know, personally, I think it's with us for another two or three years as, as yeah. we navigate out, out of this crisis. So I think, I suppose the thing is that if we look at where the markets are, no, and no one can read the markets, and I won't ask you to, not even Mystic Meg can help us now, Anton. So no, if, we look at where we are, <laughs> if we look at where we are, I suppose you've got to, you know, prepare for tougher times and, and start doing the one thing, maybe, the, the, maybe the silver lining in all this is that it really pushes people on the energy efficiency side of things. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to find positives in the in, in the current crisis, but perhaps, as you say, that is the one silver lining is that it might accelerate the journey to energy efficiency. It might accelerate investment in renewable technology. It might accelerate investment in, you know, solar and and battery storage and those type of things. And, you know, ultimately, I think that that has to be part, part of the solution. You know, we have to wean ourselves off perhaps the way we've operated in the past to a, a slightly more sustainable. And I think that's sustainable from a carbon net zero perspective, but also sustainable from a cost perspective, because ultimately the, you know, the volatility and the high prices we see you know, in the market aren't, aren't sustainable, which is ultimately why the, the government's had to step in. To end with, if you were going to give one bit of advice to a business or a public sector body right now, what would you say to get, help you get through this, this winter? What, what would you say? Uh, one piece of advice, I think, to get through the winter. I mean, I think one is talk to your supplier and make sure that you've got all the information that, that's out there to make the best decision that you can. You know, ultimately, there's a, there's a lot of risk out there in the market. And, yeah. you know, I think as the scheme becomes clearer, 
um, you know, it will be, become clearer and clearer how uh, business businesses can benefit from that. Yeah, so get, getting informed is vital. Yeah, I think so. I think, it, you know, more than ever, staying close to your energy purchasing, staying close to how the energy bill relief scheme works and, you know, ultimately making decisions that, that hopefully manage your cost and mitigate your risk over, over the winter while keeping one eye to the future and thinking about, well, how can we can we save energy longer term and, and, and reduce our consumption? Anton, thank you so much for that. It's been not a horror show, but thank you. It's been slightly less frightening. I mean, look, you know, I'm being facetious, but you're right. I mean, we no one knows really, do we? So we, we've just got to prepare, and that's I suppose that's the best advice we can have is just to get informed. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, ultimately, we're all just in, in this together. So you know, again, I think staying informed and you know, and, and and talking to suppliers and customers and trade bodies, and you know, ultimately, government about how we best navigate this and yeah again i think we're all open to ideas of, of you know ultimately how we try and try and solve the problem and turn into our dads saying turn the light off <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely 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 all i say to my children exactly exactly we, we all turn into our dads don't we <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. turn the lights off um anton thanks so much for joining us for our market week special pleasure thank you You have been listening to a promoted podcast from Future Net Zero. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com.